Welcome to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerard. Uh, joining me tonight, as always, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Uh, got a oof. I don't know. Uh, it's a good little bit of a mixed pot, I guess. Uh, we had a you know an interesting signing day, I guess we could say, and we'll talk about that. Uh, LSU basketball. Ooh, I don't know. Seems like we're kind of in a tailspin here. Uh, we lost two games this week to probably the two worst teams in the SEC. Mm-hmm. So we got that to talk about. Uh, but then we also got this uh, pretty intriguing Super Bowl to look forward to. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll probably give our uh, our takes on what's going to happen, who we're pulling for, and uh, and such. So uh, before we get into all that, uh, how, how you how you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Good to be here with you talking uh, talking LSU again. You know, I, I saw a, uh, maybe a little bit of a bright spot coming up. I saw a post on Instagram today, 12 days until LSU baseball kicks off. So maybe they'll be able to yeah. redeem us for this season because, like you said, basketball, after taking two tough losses this week, not that great. Um, signing day has some encouragements. We'll get into that. But uh, LSU sports right now is not uh, not the elite level we like to be at. <laughs> yeah, the sports maybe not perfect, but uh, doing pretty good. Glad to be with you all. I actually saw that um, – they had the gymnastics meet on Friday or Saturday and ah. they had like 13,500 attendance or something. It was like the second like a record. Yeah. Like second biggest attendance in like in school history. Um, so maybe they're just people have given up on basketball and decided to go to that. Well, they had uh, like that gold medalist there, right? Yeah. It was a SUNY uh, lead, the gold medalist from Beijing or no, the Tokyo Olympics, excuse me, who is with Auburn, who was visiting. Is um, she American? Yeah, for the yeah. U.S. She was like an all-around winner or something, so her versus Livy Dunn from LSU was like a battle of the the star gymnasts. But I didn't go, but I know people were, were out and about for that. But, yeah, we can dive into this uh, basketball, and then uh, about that signing day, the, the class closed out. Yeah, uh, before we do, I, I did want to toss out something positive uh, since Daniel was just talking about it. I was going to say I'd be remiss if I, if I didn't mention, A, yeah, that the, <coughs> the, the gym – Tigers. I don't know if that's what they call themselves. The, the ladies of the, the gymnastics team. They had that uh, big meet against Auburn, who was number six in the country. Uh, they actually won, scored their highest uh, score of the season, and uh, yeah, like you said, had a, a, a tremendous crowd. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you know, they can pull for the uh, for the gymnastics teams because they, you know, they they're going to compete. Uh, the, these ladies are serious. I, I don't know. If I could say the same about LSU basketball, but uh, before we you know, hop on to that mess. Uh, did want to talk about signing day. Daniel, I don't know if you had a you know a little spiel set up since it's uh, mostly your territory as our uh, uh, recruiting uh, go-to guy. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll just say what I thought. I thought LSU had an okay day, you know, considering uh, when they got Brian Kelly and who they got. They, I mean, they landed Harold Perkins, for crying out loud, you know, the, the top linebacker. Uh, he got him to decommit from AM and he and he came to us. I didn't really think you know I was gonna go back to AM after that, but uh um I mean then then they got you know a few other guys. Uh there were some misses, but we're okay at running back, right? So and you know, losing Jacoby Matthews to AM, I don't know, I don't know how much that one's gonna hurt, you know. Uh I mean we got major burns and we had uh other guys coming back, so I think we're okay there too. So I don't think it really hurt us too bad. But what yeah. do you I mean, we, we talked about the kind of the three main names on signing day last week. Um, the first one, Trevante Citizen in the morning, the running back out of Lake Charles. He did the the full fake out. He tried on four different hats, including LSU's, before deciding on Miami. Who kind of came out of nowhere. He wasn't really predicted to go to Miami at all. 
Um, but I guess he figured he could- of the of the Florida teams, they were actually thinking that that Florida was making a late push and Billy Napier yeah. would take it. Right. Yeah. Um, so that, that was very strange uh, to to miss out on him. And then, but yeah, going into the afternoon with Harold Perkins, uh, the big get we we were kind of rising up on that last week, uh, especially Tommy. And that's like pretty big, obviously huge for LSU, number two linebacker in the country. Uh, a lot of comparisons to kind of like a Devin White esque, maybe not big, as big Sounds inside big, line, yeah. inside linebacker. Um, but he's got the skill, a, the skill capacity though. I mean, he, he's a guy they, they even talk about like jokingly, like when you lose citizen, you're like, well, maybe he can run the ball for us. Right. Well, he, I mean, Harold Perkins played running back in yeah. high school. He had over a thousand yards this uh, past season with 17 yards to carry, which is pretty crazy uh, for a guy who projects as a linebacker, but that's what Devin white did in high school as well. Uh, so he's really kind of the gym uh, in this class uh, in the crown. So big pickup for Brian Kelly there. And then the last one, like you mentioned, uh, Jacoby Matthews, he ended up going to AM like a lot of people had kind of leaned towards and he finished out their insane class. They picked up like two or three more five stars on signing day to finish with the highest rated class of all time. Jimbo brought the bag out. Although um, he claims he didn't. That's true. Uh, but yeah, so the, the total class, they got 15 signees and 13 transfers for a 28 total uh, class. So, um, I so mean, still five spots left, right? Cause we had 32 or four spots left. Yeah, I believe so. Um, but yeah, a very mixed uh, class, obviously vets and, uh, and new blood. So we'll see how that develops throughout the summer um, as the, the new coaches get in there and, and start working with these guys. But uh, it was an exciting day. And at least we got the main one we were talking about. And so I think you got to be pretty happy with how that turned out. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that the, the losing Jacoby Matthews was kind of tough, but it's almost like we traded, you know, it's like we traded Harold Perkins for Jacoby Matthews. And like, I don't know who, who, who ends up winning, who, who ends up losing. We'll see in three years, but um, man, I, I really think, and, and a lot of people have been saying this, if you follow college football and kind of, you know, the, this recruiting cycle, A&M is going to have a hell of a time trying to keep this class together. You know, like it's all, it's all fun and games signing the best class of all time with every five-star in America. But the problem is, when you sign all every five star in America, um, they're all going to expect to play and start. And you really you only got eleven spots on either side of the ball, right? So, and that's not to mention, you know, th- like this is probably this is their best class of all time, but they've had good classes the past what, four or five years. AM's like in win now mode, yeah. And so, like you know, they're not going to have enough spots for this. So I can guarantee, even I, I would not be surprised if even after uh, spring. Think about just think about their quarterbacks they have. I mean, they've got uh Haynes King then Max then they've got the the freshman coming in who Jimbo is like multi has, has like said like on um multiple occasions like oh yeah this is like our guy for the future what's his name Connor Wagman yeah Wigman like he um like th- I mean that's already a somebody's gonna go right I don't yeah. think anybody I don't think everybody's gonna say you know Mac Max obviously left because he didn't want to sit behind somebody Haynes King, why would he sit? Why would he let Max or this freshman come in ahead of him? And then Connor Wigman, you got to think. Well, he's coming. He's coming to start. He's coming to play now. Jimbo said he's the future. He's the yeah. Jimbo said he's the best quarterback I think he's ever evaluated, or something like that. Right. So I think, that, and that's just quarterbacks. They're going to have this. They're going to have trouble up and down the roster. And I think that you're going to see as many five stars as you see committing because they're big money. The NIL deals they're all getting. You're going to see him transfer after you know a year. It'll be I think it'll be like Quinn years. 
Yeah, so, yeah exactly. I, so you I know what? Agree. You might Jacoby Matthews might it might just be a uh, a pit stop in in College Station, and he might end up back at LSU. Yeah, as so many others have, and uh, as recently <laughs> as uh, what was it? I think it was. I don't know if it was today that it was official. Uh, but LSU or LSU got another Louisiana guy back in Kobe Fields, linebacker transferring from South Carolina. I think he basically redshirted there. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's another guy that Brian Kelly got to come home, which is you know great. That brings us up to thirteen transfers. So I, I think we're I think we're sitting just good. I'm glad he delayed his announcement. But uh, yeah, welcome home. <laughs> yeah, that's an exciting one. Me and Dano actually got to watch him play in uh, real life because he was on that Rumble team we watched play, and they uh, ended up losing to um to uh catholic catholic high in 2020 yeah 2020 um but he you know he's a good player uh adding depth to a position that we needed depth in and there were a lot of questions at uh and and so i'm you know i'm excited to have him back and i think it's always good to like we've talked about forever just being able being able to to bring players in and from louisiana people want to play for lsu and there's obviously something um, that they like about the new program because a lot of these players and you know and, and we have we've I've talked to of course friend of the podcast Stuart Hannah and others who know a lot of these recruits and there are people who will legitimately say you know I've been I, w- I was recruited by LSU but I don't think they evaluated me well enough in the prior regime and they said you know I want to go I want to let's let's see what's out there um and you know we always talk about the the great recruiting that Orgeron did which he did do some good recruiting um, but it's kind of like one of those things where it's, it seems like he tended to go for the shiny object. You know, you think about a guy like Eli Ricks, who was top five star. But, I mean, he, he, and Eli Ricks was great. He was he was great while he was here. But it does make you think, you know, he had, he does obviously did not have much allegiance to LSU. It's not like he grew up yeah. loving the school or wanting to play as a Tiger. Um, now he's at Alabama. So... I think that a lot, you know, when you recruit in state and you get the guys who were born and bred on this, like, I forget who it was. Maybe it was Tyra Matthew or one of a former LSU player tweeted. It was like, I cannot imagine transferring to to Alabama. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Well, no, Matthew said, you know, when I'm working, you know, when I'm coaching here, no one's going to leave the state of Louisiana. Uh, But yeah, no, I, I, I forget who it was, but yeah, it was somebody recently that graduated. I thought, Uh, but yeah, I remember that, that whoever tweeted that out. Was it Devin White or it was somebody like famous? Maybe it was, uh, I, I don't remember exactly, but that all that being said, I just think that um, you've seen a lot of people who maybe were passed up on or maybe chose to leave the state during their recruiting process during the Orgeron years, choosing to transfer and come back. And these, a lot of them were starters or they're people who were in position to, to be starters, you know, at Power Five programs. Um, and so I think that sh- that says something about what Brian Kelly's trying to build. Uh, and so I, I think we should, I think we can all be excited about it. Yeah. And then one kind of final note I had on this class is that uh, after the signing day, LSU only signed three out of the top 10 recruits from LSU or from Louisiana, excuse me, which is kind of what you were talking about, Scott, like maybe that's to be expected in the first year of a new coaching regime. Uh, but we'll see if now it's something kind of, Oh, also talking about like put up the fences. Um, we'll see if Ryan Kelly can do that next year. Cause just Alabama alone had three of the top 10 athletes from Louisiana just as much as us. Uh, and that's really what we talked about. You need to, to lock that down uh, and prevent your elite talent that you're developing 
which is, I mean, better than most corners of the country uh, within your local community and fill in the LSU holes that we need to, to do. I mean, that's kind of a long-winded explanation of it, but uh, it's sad to see the, the people go away from us this year. I do think, I think this year is, is, is going to be an anomaly because you think about it, a lot of these kids, um, their recruiting process was really almost over by the time that Brian Kelly came into town. So uh, I don't think you can fault too many people for, for kind of choosing to move to other places or, you know, saying not even, not really giving LSU a second look because for 90% of their um, senior season, we didn't even have a head coach or maybe not 90%, but, you know, over half of their, of their senior season and then, and recruitment towards the end, the home stretch, everything was in limbo. So mm-hmm. I think, of course, we'll we'll see more as as now that this signing day is over, case is closed. Um, obviously, they're going to try and pick up a few more people in the portal, probably around uh, spring practice time. But now we can really see uh, Brian Kelly and Frank Wilson get to work on this next class that they have an entire year to 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 work with. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think they can put the uh, the rotating f- photo booth. Uh, you know, under in, in in the storage for a little while too. Do y'all see that? It's like it, that. That was some of the buzz. Uh, was Danny Lewis uh, who did that last video? With, yeah, I mean, he garnered what eight, probably close to nine million views by now. Yeah, uh, and then he ends up signing with Alabama. Uh, I, I don't know. I I wonder if Brian Kelly's going to be like, all right, enough of these videos for now, or if he's just going to keep going. I I don't know. I it, I guess it's hard for me to think that he's doing it for himself. So it's like if, if these recruits ask, you know, what are you going to do? You say no, yeah. <laughs> I know. As far I mean, as Nick, dancing? Sa- Nick Saban's known for dancing in people's exactly. uh, in in people's living rooms, so yeah, I think he's you done do the, it. The, the, done the uh, electric slide, yeah, it's on video. So I mean, they asked him about. It, he says, "Hey, I like to dance too." So <laughs> I, I think some of it, you know, it's it's foolishness. It's much to do about nothing. But uh, I don't know. I obviously just because you do a video with the guy doesn't mean he's going to sign with you. Uh, But Brian Kelly is batting 500 for right now. Uh, But anyway, uh, I wanted to mention that, but I wanted to see what would you guys give the Tigers uh, just as far as this recruiting class, taking, you know, taking everything to consideration, but both recruits uh, like fresh out of high school and transfers. I mean, if you take, if you take everything into account, two, four, seven gives us, says we're the number six, in the country um, in yeah. the country combined transfer and mm-hmm. recruit um i think if i were to give us a a ranking or like a letter grade i'd maybe give lsu lsu as a program i think i'd give us a b minus i think brian kelly like the, the, the little bit of time that him and frank wilson have had i think i give him a b plus i don't think this is a this didn't blow me away i think it was a good signing class i think harold perkins signing um is a, I don't even care if he's great or good or fine or if he ends up not being as good as we think. I think that being able to pull a big-time five-star recruit with basically both hands tied behind your back is a big, is a big deal. Um, I think it's good for us. I think it shows that, that we've, we're doing the right things recruiting-wise. So uh, I think we're only going to move up from here. Yeah, I was pretty much on the same page with you. I think, I mean, if you're just considering the – new recruits themselves as probably like a C or a C plus considering we only signed, uh, I mean, 
15 guys when you have 25. So like, those are just 10 spots left open. I mean, I think that was on purpose though. Yeah. You feel those are transfers and that bumps you up to, I'm kind of the same thing around a B minus to a B Uh, definitely room to build on, but it's not an absolute catastrophe. Maybe like it could have been with just a mass exodus. So if you think about it, like think about how bad this could have been. We, we lose everybody who we lost. Plus, I mean, imagine, I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that when Brian Kelly gets announced, we don't keep a Will Camp or we don't keep a, a, a Walker, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or maybe not Brian Kelly, but another coach. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that we did okay. Yeah, but it, I, it's funny how much maybe getting either a citizen or Matthews, like if you just got one of those guys, then it would have seemed like, wow, we did really well. Yeah. You know, if you got two five stars in, in a matter of like less than two months, that's, that's pretty good. Um, but like you said, something to build on from here at least we filled some needs i think and hey portal's still open you know slot slide on in <laughs> uh but i mean that, that pretty much it for uh for signing day right no i don't know unless you guys know of any other transfers because this uh this kobe fields guy i mean uh i think the timing's interesting you know it's like right after signing day which i don't know if that's how it worked out but it uh, that's that's when it happened so i mean that what do we got? How many spots did you say? We got six left. We got four left. Four left. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, um, plenty, plenty of time. I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, there's going to be transfers all the way up. I wonder what the cutoff is for like declaring a transfer and still being able to like just before class starts. Yeah, I think so. Because remember last year there was a lot of talk after fall camp of Miles Brennan transferring like in August, like like right after right before the first game almost. Uh huh. So. I think I think it is like before class starts, something like that. Yeah. Does that, okay. does that sound right, Daniel? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you can do it all the way up in, until then. I mean, technically, you could transfer in the middle of the season. You just won't play. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm just asking. You know, in case Miles goes fishing again, you know, we're not yeah, stuck really. without a quarterback. Um, Got to bring in the Nuss first game. Oh my goodness, mm. uh, which will be fun. It's Florida State, so I'm looking for. That's going to be a good one. Where uh, is that a neutral site? Yeah, it's in the Superdome in New Orleans. Oh, that's that is fun. Maybe we should we should go mm-hmm. to that. Uh, yeah, you think? <laughs> uh, so um, I don't know if we go from the Superdome to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this is what the Saints probably wanted a few years ago is uh, to play a Super Bowl in their own home. Uh, but that's what the Rams and the Bengals are doing. Uh, well, that's what the Rams are doing. Uh, the Bengals are the visitors, uh, I would think. Uh, but it's going to be, I, I think, a pretty good game. I, I don't know. I could. I have reasons to pull for Matt Stafford, obviously. But obviously, I, I know. I think uh, I'm more inclined to pull for uh, for Joey B and Jamar Chase and uh, you know the other Gallus you guys there. Although you know, seeing Matt Matthew Whitworth, or excuse me, seeing Andrew Whitworth get a, a Super Bowl at his age would be kind of cool too. And Odell, I don't know. I feel like it's it's Joey B's to win because it's kind of like that season Eli Manning and the Giants had where they you know they were on the road every single game of the playoffs and they won mm-hmm. and then they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Uh, so I don't know. I, I'm hoping that's what we that's what we see this upcoming Sunday. Yeah, I, I'm I'm you can ask Daniel. I'm all in on the on the uh, Bengals. I, I feel like it's that got that team of destiny feel. Like, I just don't think – I'm sorry. I don't think you can beat him. I don't think you can beat Joey B. Um, I, I, I put my money where my mouth is. I got some money on the Bengals. Um, I got money on uh, Jamar Chase to catch a touchdown. I got 
uh, money on Joe Burrow to throw over, I think, 230 or 250 yards. So I think I think it's going to be a uh, – I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's it, – I don't know if they're going to blow them out. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's another kind of close one similar to the AFC Championship. But uh, but I, I think he's going to do it. Yeah, yeah it's exciting. Uh, I think I'm with you too. If I had to give some sort of score prediction, I'd say like 27-24 Bengals. Um, Over hits. Yeah, although the Bengals, they chose to wear black which I don't know, it doesn't really make much of a difference, but the team that wore white has won 14 out of the last 17 Super Bowls. Uh, so kind of just a weird, one of those weird facts. And the Bengals chose to do that instead of wearing white. Didn't, the, when the um, Chiefs won, I think they wore red. I, I believe so, yeah. yeah. And the Bucks won last year wearing white. But yeah, I think the, Saints wore white, I the Bengals get it done. Um, close game. Excited about that Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre halftime show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eminem, all the, that. the commercials, you can't beat the commercials. Um, what yeah. about you, Scott? Are you thinking, are you, are you riding with the Bengals? I am. Uh, I was going to ask you guys, like, what, I mean, you mentioned a, a couple just with uh, players stuff, but I don't know, do you think uh, prop bets, like, you know, the weird stuff that people put on the Super Bowl, like, uh, you know, well, you got the, the national anthem uh, over under, like on how long it is. Yeah, I, I, I was looking into it. They just announced the singer and she's only ever done it twice. And they were both like a minute and 25 seconds long. And then the, the time right now is like 95 seconds. So a minute 35. So maybe there's a little bit, a little bit juice on the over on that. I think the people talking about the Gatorade, everybody's in on orange because the Bengals are orange, but, and plus orange is a pretty popular color Gatorade anyway, uh, hmm. which would make sense. But then blue is the other one because uh, the Rams, Rams. Rams are blue. Uh, so there's that. What about what about the classic? Do you think somebody takes a sip of Dr. Pepper during the halftime show? Well, that would be Pepsi, right? <laughs> or doc- Yeah, Pepsi. I don't know why I said Dr. Pepper. Uh, I've, I've, I've bet that like twice, and it, and it never happens. So I kind of feel like it's not going to happen. I bet, I bet that – I remember I think I bet that The weekend would do it, and I bet that Justin Timberlake would do it. Um, both times they did not do it. Uh, that was unfortunate. Hmm. But I don't know. They, I'm, they always give you a lot of value on the Pepsi sip. It makes it <laughs> makes you just kind of want to. Okay, come on. I could see that happening. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm willing to put my uh, something on the fact that there's probably going to be a skirmish outside the stadium somewhere. I don't know. It's it's in Inglewood. You know, it's it's. I don't know. The, the the Rams haven't been there very long, but I don't know. Apparently, they've had a they've had a base there ever since they were there in the '80s or whatever. I, I don't know. It's just all these people in Rams that, that have, you know, they just showed up. Uh, but I don't know. They're feisty. Uh, LA fans are feisty. I'll, I'll say that. Um, you know, I, I just don't, I don't think the Rams deserve to win because they're, they're brand new. They're not brand new. I think they've had them for like two years now, but they're um, jerseys that they've changed to like how they changed the Rams logo and all that. They look, it looks atrocious. Yeah. You know like, they, they tried to, tried to do a new version of the old ones. And I just, I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't look the same. The ram, like the, it looks too like, um, futuristic right. almost. You know what I'm talking about? Like the horns look a little bit like robotic kind of. Yeah, it looks. It looks like the uniforms from like you know a replacement type of movie. Yeah, or like a you video know? game, like, a, <laughs> yeah, like where exactly. they don't have the licenses. Yeah, yeah. It's EA Sports Madden '99 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I guess yeah, that was it on that. Uh, final score i don't know i i would i feel like it's going to come down to a field goal uh, i don't know what the the bengals defense i heard they were pretty good through the air um 
and I don't know, I feel like that's what mostly the Rams attack would be. So I, I don't know if I was to put a score on it. I, I don't know. I still feel like though, it's going to be in the upper twenties. Like you guys were saying, I'll go maybe 33 to 30 Bengals. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to a field goal. Um, oh, yeah. Is it Evan McPherson? Yep. Yeah. yeah he, like, he's been real clutch for the Bengals in this postseason. Um, I think it was Burrow said like, he's got a little bit, or maybe I don't know if the coach said it or somebody was like, yeah, like Evan McPherson has got a little Burrow in him. They kind of, they're kind of similar. Um, yeah. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it came down to a field goal either, but uh, I don't know. I just, I, I, I just feel like Joe is not going to be denied. I think he's come too far and right. it's, we've seen, we saw it with the national championship. Uh, when, when, when you give him like, when you give him an opportunity and he gets, he gets as far as he needs to go. It, it's like, it's already over. Yeah. It's not often you can say that a team with seven losses has a pretty good shot to win the Super Bowl, but it, it's, it matters who's playing the best in January and February, not who's playing in September and October. So and, and I just don't think the roll. Rams are as good. I, I don't, I mean, like, I just, I, th- I know they're good. Obviously they're in the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like when the Chiefs beat the 49ers like a couple years ago. The 49ers, like they're in there, but they're not like some juggernaut team. They're yeah, just, they've arrived. I don't think that they're I don't think there's some super team. Um no, but they but they are gonna be playing at home. Yeah. And it's like it's just gonna be something different for this. I don't know, you know, I don't think we've seen this before, but it's, this goes back to and you know, it's gonna it's not gonna be, you know, like three quarters Rams fans, right? Like the Super Bowl. That's, oh no! It'll uh, be all corporate people. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. You know the the crowd. I don't think the crowd's going to be the same. Which you know, not. I don't think it would really affect. You know, Joe Burrow anyway. But like, that's not going to be an issue. You know, if you think you'd have a home, you know, you're not going to really have a true home field advantage. But um, I, I don't know. I just I, I feel like that's. You know, you, you just can't really shake Joey anyway. So uh, uh, that's why I feel like they they have a slight edge. I, I think so too. I think it's too late for him. Sorry, Matt. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to delay the podcast a little bit next uh, yeah, week. True. Yeah, we'll record on Monday following following go. a Bengals victory. Yeah, um, you know what would be nice is a uh, a Bengals victory for the men's basketball team. Uh, I mean, it's, it's it didn't happen this week. I, I wonder if it's going to happen you know, in the upcoming weeks because uh, it's just been looking like a complete nosedive ever since uh pinson was out you know we thought our issues was based around that but you know he's back but actually now he's out again but it's like they had him they had he's back but he's not playing and he's kind of back but he's out but it's indefinite yeah but you would think okay well maybe that would just affect the you know the offense and what they're doing which obviously it has uh i mean they're not even they're not even the same team we saw earlier in the year but I just I don't think the defense is the same either it's like we always talk about the defense we used to be the tops in the country some maybe metrically in some areas we still are, but it's, it's not because of our defensive play. I think they're good in man-to-man situations, but just defensively as a scheme, they're just, there's always guys open killing us mm-hmm. with threes. And if they're not doing that, they're driving, drawing a foul. Uh, you know, they're, they're just, they're getting stuff down low uh, somewhere. I, LSU is not though. Um, but I, I don't know. I'll, I'll just say, I'll just say this. It's just, we're, we're not the same team and I, I don't expect too much going forward. Will Wade said, ah, we'll be fine. Somehow he thinks everything's going to be fine, but it's like, well, if, if that was the case in my mind, we would have seen it this week against the two worst teams in the sec. Yeah. And not only that, but one was at home 
Ole Miss. We were down by what, 20 to them? How do you even explain that? Mm-hmm. I, I, at this we point, I'm down by like 20 to Vanderbilt last night at some points. Yeah. I know, but that's that's on the road with their weird court and everything. I could, <laughs> but at home to the worst team, I, I don't get it. Daniel, what do you got to say? Yeah, they, they just come out flat every game. Uh, they're a ship without an anchor, nothing to depend on. Uh, like you said, the closeout defense on three pointers, especially, is terrible. Efton Reed makes a half hearted, like, there's no effort, half step towards the three point line. And you're like, in every game, it looks like the other team is just having their hottest shooting game of the, the season. Half that are. can just be attributed to us not like sticking to our man, uh, getting picked on switches everybody's staring at the ball and then you've got a guy who just drifts away to the three-point line. They have one kick pass out and then boom, like three quick points and a few possessions of that. And then you find yourself down by 10 so easily. And then after that, we're trying to claw our way back the whole game, which we've done to some degree, but then it's just too much uh, or too little too late. Rather. Uh, It's one thing to be going kind of trading wins and losses in sec play, but we're not even really competing at this point in a lot of ways. No, Right. I mean, we're one in seven or one in six, excuse me, in the last seven games. Uh, and we were talking about the schedule getting easier. This was supposed to be our two wins to, to get us back on track this past week. And that didn't happen. We lost to even worse competition. So it um, makes you hard to have hope for the rest of the season. What will Wake can do at this point? It's hard to say. We've pointed out plenty of the flaws in the team early on with the turnovers and the, the, uh, and the fouling oh. and those those problems have not been corrected and we've only developed more bad habits uh, along the way. Like you mentioned the defense that was effective against teams like Northwestern state and Belmont isn't going to cut it in sec play. Uh, and we don't have any shooters really to step up. Brandon Murray's played okay. And Eric Gaines and a fill in roles, but uh, the team has very little flow at this point. So unless something has changed dramatically, I, I couldn't really tell you what that is. Um, it's not looking like a, a good rest of the, the way for these Tigers. No, it really isn't. I don't, I, you know, we were watching it last night and it seems like, especially, so Pinson's out, Gaines is, is handling the ball. Um, I mean, numerous times, and it, I don't know if it's necessarily his fault or, or whoever's fault, but it doesn't even seem like they set anything up. He just like dribbles around and then tries to make a move and then takes like a contested fadeaway shot or tries to go up to the rim for a layup and like hopefully he gets fouled but a lot of times it doesn't it's like well you know you, i'm sorry but you're not yeah you know, we shouldn't be playing hero ball mm-hmm. like our offense is basically whoever takes the ball down the court just drives just drives and tries to make and either try and lay it up or draw a foul and then see what happens and so yeah. and then on the on the defensive side um you know will wade is kind of known for that press like half court press defense and, it, and, and towards the end of the game, it, it really did, you know, let's give credit where it's due. It, it, it brought us back. We had, what, three steals in a row that led to buckets. Right. So yeah. we were within striking distance. I think we were, we were, how many points away were we, like four? We were within five, I believe. Within five, yeah. So, um, like, it, you know, it, it's fine. It's, it's great. It, but it kind of feels, I don't know, it feels a little... Um, little little juvenile a little bit of high school high school-ish right you know like when I played high school basketball like yeah we pressed a lot because because like people like a lot of times people are not good enough to handle a lot of pressure and you don't expect it when you're just trying to take the ball in after a uh, after a a basket so (laughs) so it it works then but I feel like when you're playing and we even saw it a little bit against Vanderbilt which is not a good team 
um, you, you know, you press them, you either, it's, it's really all or nothing. Like you either force a good turnover that leads to a bucket on your, for you, or they kind of throw it over your head. You get it to a guy who's basically wide open. And then it's like one on two or, or two on one and he can pass it to his buddy or he can go up, pull up for, for an open, open shot. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the, the, the defense you're right has not been great. And the pressing is a little bit hit or miss. Yeah. Well, uh, you mentioned something about we're like, we are making all these te- like these two cellar dwellers in the sec, although we're probably about to, they're probably going to pass us. We're going to pass them on the way down, I think. Um, but the, uh, I saw a stat for each game. I think Ole Miss had their largest lead of the season over anyone. Vandy had their largest lead at the half over anyone. I remember there was some stat that TCU had. Same thing, you know. It's like they're they're getting they're getting rid of all their demons on us. Mm-hmm. We're just letting it happen. The strange thing is, though, it's like there's these periods in each one of these games where it's like they it's like. You know, they they just it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde or um where we come know, back like, and play out of our minds for like five minutes and right. play ourselves yeah. back into the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a different personality. And I'm just wondering if there's like a split personality with the team because like, for all these faults that they have, uh, and I still feel like they have them, it's like they have these periods where they look like they're playing good basketball defensively and they're turning it into points, like you said, Tommy. So I was like how and like it was start the second half uh i I think against uh vanderbilt it's like so how do we do this coming out of the second half but we can't do it in the first or we can't find it until that middle period of the second half and like you said we get oh up two three four points away and then uh they just run out of gas and it's like back to the same first half team i don't get it yeah and one more thing kind of big picture LSU was getting painted in as like a two or a three seed back when we were 12 wow. and 0. And we've, right. been, we've been sliding down the rankings now. And then right now we're around like an eight or a nine, I think by most accounts. Uh, I've seen the number kind of thrown about like 20 wins is like in your end of the tournament. Uh, you can't guarantee any SEC tournament wins, especially with the way LSU is playing. And we're at 16 right now with eight games remaining, which would mean we have to go four and four to finish the season. Uh, to pretty much close out a spot in the tournament. And the, with the way we're playing right now, that's not, I mean, I, I don't know if it's even looking somewhat likely uh, considering you still got Kentucky and uh, Arkansas and Alabama left on the schedule. It's going to be a tall task. I think we can do it, but now we'll wait starting to sweat a little bit. Once we were, we were in a power position. Now we're fighting for scraps here. So we'll see what this team is made out of. Hopefully they can find some juice left in the tank. Uh, I mean, kind of like last year, we turned around and had a good run in SEC tournament. Uh, maybe that's a possibility too, but it's it's not um, sunshine and daisies in Will Wade's office in the locker room these days. Mm-hmm. No, indeed not. Uh, I, I don't know. He, he seems to be pretty nonchalant. Though. It's like he, earlier he's you know he was upset, but it's like he he feels like there's still hope. Like oh, we just we got the pieces. I just need to put them all together. Uh, but you know, as you said, the schedule is going by as we speak, you know, it's, uh, you know, the, I think the time is now, otherwise it's, it's going to be hard to do it because then it's going to be transitioning to the, you know, the SEC tournament. And then maybe the, like we were, first we were thinking, all right, well, we're definitely going to be a top four seed in a region somewhere. Now I'm thinking we're like last four in, <laughs> you know? If, you know, if, if we're lucky to get that, maybe we're, maybe we're playing like one of those teams of uh, 64 through 68 or something, which, you know, 
it might be the case, but at that point, yeah, that's fine. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else on, on basketball? I don't think so. We've got two games this week, uh, A&M away on Wednesday and then Mississippi state at mm. home on Saturday. So I mm. uh, need a, need a lifeline. Yep. I feel like, I feel like the, the, we have three pretty winnable games. Of course, after losing the two worst teams in SEC, I don't know if anything's necessarily winnable, but Mississippi state, Georgia and South Carolina, you would think those would be kind of like the ones we could win Mm -hmm. right out of the, out of the next eight that we have. Yeah. Um, And then maybe, you know, we've already beat A&M once. So hopefully we can get it done again. Yeah. Although I've seen South Carolina giving teams some good games. So I I don't think they're going to be an easy out by, by any means. Uh, Definitely beatable. But like you said, way we're playing who knows it's not something i'd be your alabama though (laughs) right right exactly uh all right well man i think that that just might do it for us i don't know if you guys had any uh any last words or if we uh just gonna drop that fade away and and walk off the court wrap it up super sunday coming inbound last football game for a while so enjoy it (laughs) yeah yeah until well until the usfl starts true yep Hmm. interesting all right well yeah uh We'll have the, all that for you next week. Well, the Super Bowl, we'll, we'll include the Super Bowl for you folks. Also, LSU basketball and, uh, I don't know, any, any other news that uh, comes across our feeds. Uh, so until then, um, you know, have fun placing some bets. Uh, stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Tips.